हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 22 माइग्रेशन एंड डेवलपमेंट एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इकोनॉमिक कॉन्सिक्वेंसेस ऑफ माइग्रेशन अ मोबाइल लेबर फोर्स कैन बी एन इंपॉर्टेंट इंग्रेडिएंट इन एनेबलिंग मोर एफिशिएंट प्रोडक्शन इन एन इकोनॉमी migration for wage gains enhances the efficiency of production there are however few studies of the total contribution of internal migration to productive efficiency to make a generalization migration may also impact the rate of savings and accumulation in an economy and perhaps growth in particular it is commonly held that temporary migrants save a large fraction of their earnings because risks averse migrants save for their return to a lower and less certain income and because the marginal utility derived from consumption while away from the family is low However supporting evidence in the context of temporary internal migrants is lacking moreover the temporary migration may only raise the propensity to save temporarily migration may not only change the efficiency of production but also profoundly alter the distribution of income through a number of channels migrate presumably gain from migration unless they make errors in judgment or a gamble with respect to migration fails to pay off or migration is not of the migrant's own free will nonetheless the extent of social mobility associated with the migration may vary Evidence from India suggests that a tiny group of urban migrant household fare extremely poorly but the average migrant household enjoys a higher living standard than non-migrant particularly after some times in town migrations also if affects the incomes of people both at origin and destination one way that this happens is by altering the pattern of earnings among non migrants as the migrant labor shifts it is not obvious whether wages at origin increase and those at destination decline in the long run the departure of skilled migrants can raise the returns to education and training of those left behind resulting in greater investment in human capital and higher income countering this are at least two forces first there is some evidence of agglomeration of economies driven by a pool of well educated workers 
this can imply that departure of skilled personnel actually lowers the return to education. Second, the education of children left behind by migrating parents faces two opposing forces. Migration may provide resources to finance better education, but lack of parental presence may lower commitment to schooling. The other major route through which migration may impact incomes of non-migrants is through remittances. The extent to which poor and rich rural families benefit from this is a matter of some dispute. Early village studies in India suggest that rural urban migration is rare among the very poorest of the rural household, more common among agricultural laboring families, declines again among some but better of village households. But the educated children of the rural elite commonly move to town, combined with the village study observations that net remittances from town to village are small and that the children of the wealthy are more likely to retain their rural ties and remit. This implies that remittances may largely benefit relatively affluent rural families. Now let us move to the next point, internal migration in India. Demographers view migration under four broad streams, within rural areas, within urban areas, from rural to urban areas and from urban to rural areas. These categories of course encompass interstate, intrastate and international migration. The 1991 census analyzed the reasons of migration under the categories of employment, education, business, marriage, family relocation natural calamities and others. The total migrant population as per the census of 1991 was 8 crore 21 lakh 7 roughly 9% of the country's population. Nearly two-thirds of these were women and only half of the number were men. Of the total migrants, 85.1% had spent between 0 to 9 years in the place of residence of the last numeration. Of the total migration across the country, 13.5% took place between states. The breakup for the different states present interest, interesting variations. Maharashtra received the largest number of migrants followed by Delhi, West Bengal, Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh. The largest migration out of any state is from Uttar Pradesh followed by Bihar with nearly half that number. Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Odisha, Rajasthan and 
Punjab represent more or less equal figures for migration into and outside the state. Kerala took in 2,64,140 migrants while 4,39,285 left it. Gujarat and Bihar provide an, in, an interesting comparison in terms of migration into and outside the state. While Bihar becoming population was 3,61,337 and outgoing was 12,26,839. By contrast, the incoming for Gujarat was double of that of Bihar and the outgoing population stood roughly at a quarter of the population leaving Bihar. Indeed, migration into and out of different states could be attributed to their performance on various development in indicators such as industrialization, education and availability of employment. While Bihar and Gujarat provide critical variation, one would also have a factor in the e area and population of a state in assessing the migration pattern. For example, large migrations into Uttar Pradesh and Madhya Pradesh may have to be viewed against the large population in these states. International migrants form only 1.3% of the total migrant population. India is constantly termed a nation with an immobile population. The volume of internal migration has been increasing steadily throughout the century. Yet the percentage increase in migration has been viewed as small in comparison to the mobility transition that have occurred in parts of sub-Saharan Africa. Migration in India has traditionally been dominated by short-term ruler-to-ruler movement, which account for more than 60% of all migrations and are comprised mainly of women moving between their natal and affinial homes upon marriage. Long-distance urban world migration form only a minority of all the movements within the India, leading to the literature to term India's population as stubbornly immobile and remaining in the early stages of the mobility transition. The primacy of the agricultural sector in the Indian economy has resulted in tying the population to the land. It is suggested that the long distance urban ward migration would only occur once the Indian economy develops a more industrial base. In addition to this, the dominance of agriculture has succeeded in creating a culture of settlement and cultivation, which it is suggested acts to discourage mi migration. 
The process of early marriage and tradition of marriages between people from nearby villages and territorial endogamy has resulted in both early adult responsibilities and reduced the need to migrate long distances. Finally, it is suggested that such is the economy and cultural diversity of India with some states larger in size than some European countries, that the sheer distances involved and the potential socio-economic adaptations required are in themselves sufficient to discourage long distance migration. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.